All right, is it recording? Hello, and welcome to Left and Leftist, the podcast that takes a skeptical look at politics. When the right is wrong and you have nowhere to turn, you can always head on over to Left and Leftist. This is episode 12. And as always, I have my co-host from the left. We have Caleb. Hey, I just found out that my lifelong Republican grandfather is now able to vote for Biden. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that one later for sure. Yeah, well, it only happens because he's dead. (laughs) Oh, oh, (laughs) man, I totally fell for that one. And then this week we have Sheldon, who is deep in the wilderness of the Democratic Convention. And so he will not be joining us. And our resident leftist will be replaced this week by the ghost. So welcome, ghost. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. I always, uh, I'll always come to your show if you invite me. Is this great? You guys are fantastic. Nice. Awesome. It's nice to have you, ghost. Nice to have you back, pal. Appreciate yeah, you. We man. love Thank having you. you on the show. Live from the convention floor, we are going to have a screed from Sheldon. So let's just jump into this week's leftist screed. I am the leftist, coming to you live from, that's right, the Democratic National Convention. As you can hear for yourself, I am here with these very real people who are, like me, attending the convention in person. The fake news media will have you believe that this is not happening, and it's a hoax. It's almost as elaborate a hoax as the studio recorded moon landing with all those pre-recorded videos being played on all the news stations. The leftist is your boots on the ground exposing the hoax and bringing the truth. And I'm coming to you with this live update from the very real convention floor. So uh, it's uh, Wednesday afternoon. And here in just a few minutes, I'm told that uh, New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will be taking the stage to deliver her address. So while we wait for that, I'll recap some of the highlights from the past two days. On Monday, Republican ex-Ohio Governor John Kasich delivered a speech in which he promised uh, all, what, three dozen or so right-wingers who might be convinced to vote Democrat that Joe Biden would not push for popular reforms. He was then followed by Senator Bernie Sanders, who promised that Biden would push for popular reforms. And then ex-First Lady Michelle Obama asked everyone to bring two days' worth of provisions to go stand in line to vote. Assuming, I guess, that everyone listening is excited enough about voting for Joe Biden to turn city sidewalks into campgrounds, and without suggesting that a Biden administration had a plan to increase access to the ballot, it was truly inspirational. Yesterday's roll call vote was sheer pandemonium. All the delegates here on the floor were warned to stay in place and watch the phony pre-recorded roll calls on the jumbotron, and when many of us objected, the zip ties came out. But instead of removing the detained individuals, the party Gestapo simply forced them to stand in place. And I, oh, here we go. AOC is about to take the podium. Let's, uh, let's listen to her address. Good evening, bienvenidos, and thank you to everyone here today endeavoring toward the future. Well, I guess that's all they wanted to hear from AOC, the future of the party's left wing. It's a good thing, though, that we got an earful from John Kasich and Michael Bloomberg, the true faces of the Republican uh, or Democratic Party. (sighs) It's just 
holy undiscovered writings of Bertrand Russell, Lord, royal listeners. Uh, I, I just saw Joe Biden himself trolling the convention floor. Look, his pre-recorded fully accepted speech is scheduled for tomorrow night. But if I'm fast enough, maybe we can get a few words from the nominee. Let me let me go see if he'll. Talk. Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden. Uh, hey, co- congratulations, congratulations, sir! I'm securing the nomination. Uh, I am our co-host of a new political podcast, and I hope you can spare a moment to lay out your plans for a Biden presidency. Well, here's the deal. First thing, I'm going to be plain and make sure you understand. Second thing, there's no proof of any of it. And third, are you on crack? Don't you need to be tested for cocaine before bringing your podcast in here, Jack? Like that other guy. Guess he didn't like me. He could just vote for the other Biden then. Because I'm the guy who... Well, there you have it. Exclusive to left and leftists. They say another Republican is about to deliver a speech. This time, Colin Powell. You know, the guy who ran all the Bush-Cheney lies up to the UN just to justify the occupation of Iraq? In order to stay centered or whatever, I'm getting hell out of here before that happens. Republicans do not ever belong in the spotlight of the Democratic National Convention, and that's the bottom line because the leftists said so. And now, a word from our sponsors. Thanks for that, Sheldon. Live report from the convention. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. And let's jump into this week's headlines. So I think the first headline that we've got to talk about, and this is a it's been an ongoing story that we've been talking about on the show week after week, at least for the last three weeks. We gotta talk about the post office because just yesterday it was announced that DeJoy is now suspending some of the changes that he was implementing at the postal service. And what do we think this all means now? Caleb, what do you what do you think? I mean th- he did say he was going to suspend a lot of his measures, quote unquote, cost saving measures until after the election. So as not to give the appearance of, of election tampering, that's fine. And that's, that's a good first step. However, he didn't say anything about kind of rolling back some of the things that he's already done. And he's already done a fair amount of damage. And because of that, he's going to have to testify before the Senate Homeland Security and government affairs on Friday. He's also going to appear before the House Oversight Committee on Monday. Pelosi already saying that she's going to hold his feet to the fire and some of the destruction that he's done, which specifically includes uh, 671 sorting machines have been pulled out already, specifically 24 in Ohio, 9 in Wisconsin, and 11 in Detroit. Cherry-picking much? Without without him bringing some of that stuff back and then, you know, making election mail first class, things like that. This is just a this is just a, you know, just coming out and, and, and waving to the crowd saying, no, no, I didn't I didn't mean to ruin the things that I've already ruined. Yeah, you can say you're stopping, but a lot of the damage has already been done. And I think that there needs to be a really strong investigation on what's actually happened at the post office already. And I think there needs to be strong action to turn it around and get some of the sorting machines back in and to put a focus on uh, speedy delivery, specifically for the election. Though I do want to point out one thing that Sheldon said in our last episode, and this is something that does give me hope, even though there's, you know, somebody's kind of 
DeJoyce kind of basically come in with a crowbar and try to whack at the at the Postal Service. But one thing that Sheldon did say is that the Postal Service does actually deliver more mail in a single day than all of the last three elections combined as far as the amount of mail and pieces of mail that they deliver. Right. Every that was day. a fascinating stat. I love that stat. Yeah. Every so, single day they deliver more mail than than all all the voters in America combined times three. Exactly. Like that's... That so, gives me some kind of solace. It does. But, you know, the other thing is, is that I'm here in Colorado, which is a complete vote by mail state, p- probably a model for the country as far as a, a vote by mail state goes. We're also considered one of the most secure elections in the entire country. And one thing I will tell you, just just to make sure that it gets there, I'm using the drop boxes this year just to make sure I want to make sure that my election, my vote counts. I think that that would be the recommendation I would give to anyone that's looking to vote right now. And if you're voting by mail and you have the option to drop it off your recorder's office or if they have drop boxes, I think you should use those if you have that chance. I actually completely agree, agree with you. I'm 100% behind. Because uh, if, if, what the joy is doing is this is fascism, dude. This is the start of fascism. In in a sense, I mean, Hitler did the same fucking shit at the beginning in 33, 34, all the way up to 38. He convinced these people to do all this horrible shit. This is how it starts. Trump's got to get the fuck out. We've got to vote this motherfucker out, man. Um, there's no fucking going around it. it. I love it. He's, we we brought in, we brought in a, a, a leftist from the road here. <laughs> yeah. He immediately, <laughs> immediately just equates the joy to Hitler. I love it. This is I'm a full blast you, from the I'm, left. I'm, no fucking joke. This, dude, this is scary. I mean, this is just, this is just scary now. Now it's like, how much power does this motherfucker have? You know what I mean? It's well, it's scary. It is scary. And and to think about it, at the beginning of this year. We all thought the election was going to be crazy, and I don't think any of us, because you know coronavirus and everything that's going on, had any idea of what's going to what it's going to look like. Oh no, let's dude! Let's put some things in perspective for the year 2020 already. Right? We have a pressure on the post office to try to, in some way, hinder the election and try to swing it in the Republicans' favor. We have right. protests in the streets of the you know driven by. Uh, inequality and racism in this country and we have as a, as a response to that from our fascist type state the response is to send in their own their own military force from the department of homeland security throw them in 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 unmarked cars and basically arrest people for no cause and the with a secret police force. These are all the things that we all thought would never happen in America, and they've all happened in 2020. This yes, is they did really really scary. T- it's a very scary time for America. Oh, yeah. This is not this is not a slow kind of incline towards fascism. Like like you said, they all happened in the last six months. I, I mean that like Hitler did not work at that speed. He did no. It took no him way. a couple of years to get yeah. there. Oh, yeah. No, Hitler took his nice fucking time because he knew he was like, at the end, I'm going to have to murder people. So I got to take my fucking time. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, yeah. And the and I think the big difference right now is that when we talk about the upcoming election, obviously, the stakes are high or are 
couldn't be higher. I, I think that when we were talking, when you've been, if anybody's been listening to the Democratic convention, obviously oh, yeah. we have boots on the ground there. But the idea is that when it comes to the Democratic convention, even Bernie Sanders said it when he was giving his his speech that basically was the stakes could not be higher for our country right now. We that is have to awesome. unite and take out Donald Trump. Those are the stakes right now. And you and, see it by like an unprecedented amount, unprecedented amount of, you know, legit Republicans. Absolutely. Oh, standing yeah. up and saying, nope, I, you guys need to vote for Biden because we have gone way too far. Like when you have when no. you have Colin Powell and you have governors and you have McCain's wife coming out and, and saying things like, what about did anybody see the video of the former staffer? That's and he yeah. came out. But God, what did he say? He came out and said, um. A, that, that his foreign policy, he would immediately ask about how he would get briefed on foreign policy and immediately Trump would ask how that's going to benefit him and how that's going to help him get reelected. And in, instead, you know, his first thought should be about the American people. And instead, it's just it's just to try to cultivate power and get reelected. It's absolutely awful. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to our next other. It's another really big story, which is the. House Senate Intelligence Committee came out with their 1,000-plus-page report. And the big news coming out of this is linking Paul Manafort with Kalimnik, who the Senate just called a straight-up GRU. GRU? GRU agents, but basically the equivalent of the KGB. He's definitely a, a Russian spy. And how Manafort and he have been back and forth trading emails and whatnot, or was back and forth in 2016 trading emails and text messages and what have you. I mean, that pretty much directly links Trump's campaign. Paul Manafort being the campaign manager, you can't really say he was alone in this with the Russian government. Yeah, and and the big thing here for me is that when you talk about the level of secrecy that they put around it, because Manafort knew essentially that if he was caught, it was wrong and he was still doing it anywhere. You know, burner phones, encrypted email services, encrypted chat services to communicate with Kimlek. And the other thing that he was doing is getting talking points for the campaign. And you also have to realize Manafort was in charge of the campaign during the convention of 2016 when they took a softer stance on Russia altogether as the part of the platform for the Republican party. So all of this was kind of happening all at once. And it's a uh, pretty scary in considering that, you know, what's Trump's response to it. It's all fake news. Always, always fake right. news, man. Right. <laughs> it's all yeah. he fucking can say. He's but, just, but that's the, it. Yeah, but fake news considering that this report was drafted by the Republican-controlled Senate. Nothing says nothing says there's nothing to see here like burner phones, encrypted chat services, and and, <laughs> Facts, and uh, frequently changed email accounts. I Facts. mean, come on, dude. This is th- this was this happened in the wire when Ghost was a kid. 
Like 15 years ago, they were using burner phones to sell crack on the streets on the wire. What this is, this is textbook, like literally textbook shitty espionage. The truth, man. Well, well, this is stupid Watergate, right? This is all going back to stupid Watergate. Oh, God, stupid Watergate. Right. I mean, for real. Thank you, John. One thing that I want to say is that in the end, what's actually going to come of this? We kind of, the report is out. It's now pretty much common knowledge that the Russians have helped the Trump campaign. And the only repercussions are hopefully it came in time to sway a few votes to elect Trump out of office. Because at this point, the guy has a free ticket to do whatever he wants. When the Republicans refuse to look at the election interference from Ukraine and that entire debacle, they basically pretty much gave this guy a free ticket to do whatever he wants as president and to break whatever law he wants. And that's that's where we are. And that's what's scary about I it. Think the it- moment the fucking Senate, when when the House impeached him and it went to the Senate. And they didn't even they didn't even call any witnesses, nothing. We, I knew immediately, I'm like, dude, this is about to be a shit show, dude. This is about to turn into some fucked up shit. I didn't think it would get this deep, but it got deep, man. I mean, he's removing... The implications are explicit. Absolutely explicit. There's no denying it. One of the... Right. One of, in my opinion, one of the good things that could come out of this whole fiasco um, is... Once Trump's gone, there's definitely going to be a fast track to serious campaign reform. And we've, oh, yeah. we've all said it before. In fact, I believe we spoke with you about this last time, Ghost, is that uh, um, Citizens United might have a chance to go down because of this. Like and absolute, for real I would love everything reform. about that shit. I'm telling you. Badly. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, but it's not just campaign reform. I think that there needs to be inherent change there needs to be political appetite and obviously that's why down ballot's so important right presidential election yes we got to get trump out of office but we also got to flip the senate if we don't flip the senate nothing's going to happen it doesn't matter who the president is we got to flip the governors we got to flip i mean we got to flip the way that that voting districts are made in this country Yes. And that's all about flipping down and see it way down. And that's ballot. that's the beauty of Virginia. Virginia did that. We have a Democratic governor. We have nine Congress districts. So out of those nine, six are Democrats. And both of our senators, Mark and, Warner and Tim Kaine, are Democrats. Yeah, Virginia's a great example of the way things should look. Because if you look at Virginia 15 years ago, it was a red or a very purple state, right? Oh, and yeah. So, Oh it, yeah, it's it's yes, it's very very different today, and and Colorado you could also say is a very similar state when it comes to the way that the landscape of Colorado. It's always been a very independent type purple state, but I can say that implicitly right now Colorado is bluer than it ever has been. The last time the Democrats actually carried all three branches of government in Colorado. Uh, kind of a that's cool amazing anecdote. they tried to they they actually tried to pass some gun control legislation around the because of you know colorado tends to have a, a lot of mass shootings here this kind of weird place like that right right aurora right. theater shooting colorado 
Columbine, Colorado, right? Right. And the last time they put they put in some gun control resolution re, uh, legislation in place, they got recalled, and actually, they they the the state house actually the people who voted for it got recalled, and they actually ended up flipping the Senate back in the state house. So amazing, it's something where. But now that appetite's gone. It, it's the demographics have changed here, specifically in the front range, and so now you're now in a place where I think that you're going to see a blue all three branches of government here for right. quite some time. And actually, speaking right. of Colorado, our next story actually I, I put in here because we talked about this story last week, where we talked about uh, 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 Bobert. Who is the who was the QAnon supporter and owner of Shooter's Grill? Who actually was an upset in the primary back in 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 June, and she's for the District Three here in Colorado, which has been a pretty reliably red district. I think the last time it, it was a, a red district was, I think, in the mid '90s uh, or early 2000s. I, I I don't remember the exact. Date. It was the '90s. It was the yeah. It was the mid '90s, like '93, mm-hmm. right? Right. And right. and so the cr- the crazy part is is that because she is a such a right wing nut job, I mean this woman actually owns a restaurant that has open carry at the table, and specifically really? the food is so bad that she gave an entire rodeo food poisoning. I read that article today. That was wow. Uh, she gave who food poisoning? She 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 did catering for a rodeo and gave them all food poisoning. They all uh, oh god, <laughs> dude! So I, I gotta tell you, no, I gotta tell you. The moment I f- the moment I read that Colorado legalized marijuana on a recreational level, I was like, yeah, they're blue. That ain't no fucking red state. <laughs> Shit, Republicans yeah, don't yeah. want that. They're 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 blue overnight. Yeah, and it's been Shem, trending that way. I was since. so but, happy, you know, dude. Virginia, I think, but I moved here in 2017, and the Senate was still Republican controlled here, right? So it, there's also a sense of a libertarianism here that that is definitely in the political landscape. We have hmm. things like Tabor, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. So, like for example, if the government wants to raise taxes in any way here, it has to be a ballot measure for the entire state. And when you do that, it's nice. really hard to raise money. No, you say it that just nice. means that taxes don't don't get ever raised. get raised because you yeah who's ever gonna vote? exist. Trust me. Yeah, the huh. roads are garbage. Uh, the schools really? have no money. You could go. It's yeah. it's not a good idea. It's not. It's one of those things where it's like I think California's got a better example where it's more of like hey, if we're gonna raise taxes past a certain percentage, it goes to a ballot measure, but they can incrementally right. change them. But with Tabor, like even if a local government wants to, you know, raise money or get a bond, it's on the ballot. Our ballots are like pages and pages and pages long because every huh. time they need to ask for more money, it goes to the it goes. To so the imagine you've got this ballot that says some county 30, 40 miles away wants a new, you know, basketball, a, a, a new now place to play basketball actually, for their high school place. That's not how like, it. What? That's not how it works. Actually, what happens is at the county level, it goes to the people in that county. But it, it goes as a ballot measure if it's a statewide tax increase. So, like, for example, ah. if they want to raise money for roads and highways, everybody in the state, and it always gets shot down. But here's what it, it actually does, is people who live in their county usually vote for those tax increases because they're like, oh, yeah, I'd love a new zoo. Great. Yeah, I'll pay for that. <laughs> but when it comes to... But when it comes to like, hey, we need better roads in southern Colorado where nobody lives, everybody's like, nope, we don't need that. And so that's 
right. how it kind of goes. But mm. uh, that being said, she gave everybody food poisoning. And but the the inherent thing that changed was that it went from a likely red to a if you toss up at, to a toss up. It's officially it looks now like a, a total up. dead heat toss up. Right. Yep. A total. It, it, toss fascinatingly up. enough, is it is that means it's a toss up, and the same poll says this. It's a toss up for the president as well in that right. same district, and that district has been solidly red, like Coulter said, since the nineties. Yeah. Huh. I I find I find the the basically the gentrification of suburbs in Virginia to be more indicative of what's happening around the country and and why we're gaining a little bit of ground in the blue. People that used to live in cities and in concentrated areas are really moving out a bit more, and it, it's not just the yokels out in the country anymore. It's we're, we're getting. Uh, we're get, especially when we have people that are going to work from home more, um, people are commuting less. I, I really think that we're going to gain ground in a lot of counties across the country in this particular election. I, I actually agree well, with you, Matt. Um, it's funny you brought up Virginia because most – Virginia is pretty big, but it's shaped almost like a triangle, a weird-shaped triangle. So where I am, I'm in Hampton Roads, which is the – that is the – East, where the beach is, Virginia Beach, Hampton, um, Norfolk, all those areas. That that is where most of the people are. There's like nine million people in Virginia. Six million are there. Just from there, all the way up from Fairfax County, right. all the way down to the tip, um, Virginia Beach, and all that. That's where the most concentrated and area. Se- is. And it's essentially a and it's essentially a suburb of DC, right? It's Fairfax County is a sub suburb of DC, yes, but DC would not be yeah. counted in in Virginia's um, population count, right? Right. No, it wouldn't. But the point I'm just trying to say is it, it it's still that Fairfax like you say, County is really just a suburb of the city of DC, right? Right. In a sense, yes, yes, yeah. Well, the the crazy part is is it's the suburbs in general. The the suburbs for years have carried Republicans in this country. And right now, yeah, they're, they're doing polling in the suburbs. It's going the other way, and it's going the other way hard. And it is. It, it's moms. Yeah. You can't piss off moms, dude. It's not you a, can't. It's not good. I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. You can piss off your dad, and he's going to shake his finger at you, you know, give you a wink, like, ah, good way to go, you know, <laughs> and like smacking that kid around or getting winning that fist fight. But your mom's going to beat your ass. Yeah. I, I we, think, the, I think Trump. I think Trump screwed the Republican Party so badly that we actually might potentially even have control of the Senate. If that happens with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as vice president and we have the House and the Senate, dude, I I don't think you can dude, they're going to get so much shit done because they're all covered now. Nobody can stop. Yeah, him. but you also have to realize that. Yeah, but we don't have sixty votes in the Senate. You have to realize that. In <sighs> I know. The year two thousand eight. In the year two thousand eight, they did have sixty votes in the Senate, and the only reason we don't have a public option is because one person, Joe Lieberman, decided that he wanted to hold out, and, and Joe Lieberman ended up being a Republican in the end. He was like, you know, uh, a Democrat. And, he was a Dino, as they would say in the, huh. in the Republican side for a rhino, right? He was a yeah. Democrat in name only. And and he ended up having to, to run for re-election as an independent. But the point is, is that Joe Lieberman was the one vote that held out. 
until and and unless there wasn't a public option. And remember, hmm. in 2004, Lieberman was the Democratic vice presidential candidate for for John Kerry. So it's kind of really? one of yeah. those things and, where and famously John McCain wanted him badly as his as his candidate as well as his VP, and instead he got fucking Palin. If John McCain would have picked Lieberman, he would have won. That race. Worst choice he could have picked. I get why he would have picked Palin. I understand you first woman. I him get it. And Lieberman were like best friends. A lot of people consider Lieberman to be like one of one of the better politicians on either side of any aisle. Right. He he was beloved by both sides. Nice. Yeah, but he's also the reason we don't have a public option. I, the, is is he? At you, I don't, is he the reason? Are we saying yeah. he's the reason? Yeah. He's, he's the only reason we don't have a public... We have, I mean... He was the reason... So he's not, because obviously the entire Republican... Right. And that's, that's party what I'm said saying. no. Like, but he was the one holdout on the 60th vote, because it was... You know, the Affordable Care Out was 100% down party lines. Not a single I, Republican I would, voted for it. I would much it. rather say that the reason why we don't have a public option is the Koch brothers in a massive ad campaign. Mm-hmm. I I would say I mean, the reason we don't have a public option, if you look down to the nitty gritty and what actually happened in when they were doing the deal, is that because by 2010, we, you know, we we've lost this. We lost we didn't lose the Senate, but we lost the House in 2010. They lost the Senate in in 2014. And you have to realize that, like, or even maybe it was 2012. I, we need Sheldon here to give us the actual quotes yeah. of the exact where's, times. Where's our political mm-hmm. nerd with the with the uh, with the exact date and times of everything? But yeah. uh, but the point is, is that we you know we went from a sixty vote majority down to losing the Senate within a couple of elections, right? That's and so you have crazy. to look, and and that's all backlash from the Affordable Care Act and the the rise of the Tea Party, right? Which is so hilarious because the second the Trump yeah, got you're right. and I wanted to that take it shit. away, yeah, yeah. Then, but then, but then, you know, Trump gets elected, and they try to pull the Affordable Care Act, and John McCain saved us all. So there you go. Yep, <laughs> that's straight fact. Nothing like the thumbs down day. That was that was the bomb. Uh, let's move on to the next one. So I, I've got a really cool story here. Where we're going to talk about. Uh, the QAnon conspiracy theorist, Mark Taylor, and he knows why Donald Trump dodged the question about QAnon. So just a bit of background here. Uh, yeah, explain what QAnon is real yeah, quick so, for people so, that don't know what Q-level fucking Q-level clearance is. <laughs> yeah, so QAnon is basically a, cons- a right-wing conspiracy theory where there is a gentleman out there who is who is writing to all of these internet forums specifically uh 4chan where he's been explaining that he his name is q and he is in a conspiracy theory to no, take he down has the, q level clearance q level c- clearance and his name is q and uh, at least online and basically he is out to take down the deep state and to thwart a pedophile ring of some sort and he he and donald trump is the savior of us all and that's the gist of it at the highest level. But Donald Trump recently this week was specifically asked about QAnon just because of the recent election of some QAnon 
conspiracy what, what's theorist. her name green uh, green, yeah, green from, from georgia from georgia and he just glazed over the question and went to the next question so you know he didn't answer the question about QAnon. Very solid Donald Trump move, right? When he's playing to his base is to of not course. answer the question so so he doesn't get attached yep. to it. But the best part is is the QAnon conspiracy theorists they have a reason why he did. And I got a clip of it here, so let, let's listen to it real quick. He glanced right over it and didn't answer it. Sure did. He Saw had that. an opportunity right there to denounce Q or say no, Q is fake or whatever he wanted to say. He didn't do it. Now, there's also another one here. There's also another uh, another thing at play here. And this person nailed it right on the right on the money. He said they want Q uh, they want Trump on the record supporting Q before they pull their false flag. Wow. Wow. And see that's wow. the other thing. It's it's not time to come out for the president to come out yet and say Q is legit or this, that, and there, there's still many moving pieces of this puzzle yet Always before he pieces. does that. And I can almost guarantee you they got intelligence in the background saying, hey, they're trying to get, they knew the question was probably coming, which is why he glanced right over it, because they want him on record, because when they pull a false flag and they blame it on a Q follower, now they can blame the president. See what I'm saying? Oh, man. So, first of all, there's a lot of reaching there. Uh, there's a lot of moving. Time somebody brings up a false flag, like, oh no, 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 <laughs> right. they're really, they're really doing something destructive so that they can do something good behind, you know, behind the scenes. Like, anytime someone brings up a false flag, you're like, just shut the fuck up, okay? Just shut. Straight up. facts. Well, and there's so many, and with QAnon, there's so many moving pieces. Uh, let, let me give you some. Let me give you some examples of some of the uh, false predictions and claims from. The QAnon. Oh God! I want to so hear far. this, and, man. Or, I'm or, ready for this. Or, or let's just let, let's let's talk in general about this list of many moving pieces, right? So first of all, uh, they have they've been predicting since 2017 that Hillary Clinton was going to be arrested. They've even given right. specific dates and said Hillary Clinton <laughs> is going to be arrested tomorrow. Q said so. Hasn't happened. Uh, Q has also said that Kim Jong-un is a puppet leader installed by the CIA. And that I think <laughs> we all have proof that that's it, true. <laughs> yeah, here's one of my favorites. That the U.S. representative and former Democratic National Committee chairwoman, Debbie Weissman Schultz, hired a Salvadorian gang, MS-13, to murder the DNC staffer, Seth Rich. So That's, that's the one that caught me wow. off guard, dude. I read that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bullshit. This is no <laughs> what? I mean, thirteen. You know, really? how did I didn't even know? Like, it, it, it's almost like they take a jumble of all of their talking points and be like, "This is the conspiracy theory this week, right?" Uh, I, I, well, I just like like can I, I what what do we do? Do we just log on to on the ms thirteen and just pay them some money? And <laughs> no, seriously, it, like, how do they is get this, it so specific? Like, hello, MS is this ms thirteen? Like, they're just that gang. That's the gang that got it. <laughs> <laughs> but you you have to realize MS-13, think about it whenever whenever the Republicans or specifically Donald Trump wants to stoke fear about crime and specifically immigrant right. crime, they always go after MS-13, right? So right. It, it's really them just kind of piecing together all of their talking points and slogans to make a conspiracy theory. That's literally what this is. Um, uh, in March 1st, 2018, they apparent suggestion, they had a suggestion that German Chancellor Angela Merkel is Adolf Hitler's granddaughter, which My is God. completely bullshit. Come on, man. Angela Merkel is not 
any way, shape, or form related to fucking Adolf, man. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah. On, dude. Yeah, that is so stupid. Uh, they also have said that uh, the Daily Beast has also noted that Q falsely claimed that each mass shooting is a false flag o- organized by the Cabal. So every time there's a mass shooting, wow. it's always a false flag, period. Wow. Uh, according to... And the Mueller investigation is actually a counter coup led by Trump who pretended to collude with Russia in order to hire Mueller to secretly investigate the Democrats. Yeah. (laughs) My God. Yeah. Like, and hold on. Course, I want to go back to this yeah. whole the the Q the mass shootings are all false flags. Like, say, tell that to the to the kids in Columbine, man, or Dude, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. It's, Sandy Hook. Come on. That that was to this day. If, if you want to bring out like total egregiousness of of humanity and the most horrible things, those families lost their children in kindergarten babies they haven't saying babies. that they didn't start living yet is an understatement Not a total understatement i have a three-year-old son he is yeah. the cutest little thing in the entire world he is pure joy and amazement and i can't even imagine anything like that happening and to have to live knowing that some psycho came in and murdered an entire classroom filled of children that age is just egregious and they still don't want to have flag to come for your guns right and they still don't want any kind of gun reform they're fucking idiots i don't understand these people like logically i don't get them well it's not logical that's the problem right correct trying to they, they they basically what we're down to is that you know we have basically made political movements in this country akin to religion, right? You yeah. you have people that that like, for example, gun nuts in this country. The 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 possession of their weapon is like a religion. It is like a drug. You're never going to take this away from me, no matter what you say. And it's become so irrational that it's ridiculous. And to be honest, they've won. They've won the gun debate since the '90s. We have to live in a country where you are able to, you have the possibility in any public space that a shooter could show up and start killing people. That is the reality of the United States. Correct. That could happen anywhere at any time they want. I I gotta say straight up, like full disclosure, I am a big Second Amendment guy. Like I believe that we should all have the right to own a gun. I believe that we should have the right to own a tank, if we wanted to, I, I I believe that the right to own firearms is a, is a big deal in this country, and it makes us who are are who we are. And that, However, and that's that's that that's awesome said, that you just said that. That's great because I was just about to segue into that. Yeah, I, I I will tell you, I will tell you that like let's remember who started the Second Amendment and and turning the Second Amendment into what it is. Right, um, it, it goes all the way back to Reagan and. The Black Panthers, like the original BLM movement, yeah, showing up with armed guards in the streets of Oakland, or with 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 armed people and saying, "Hey, the, to the cops that are arresting people and walking right up to them with guns, 
open carrying and saying, look, this is my legal right. We just want to watch how you arrest this guy and make sure he's being treated fairly. That that was the really the beginning of the strength of the Second Amendment that the NRA ran with. Um, the, the right to bear arms is fine. We do need universal background checks. I believe we should license people the way. I mean, what, at what point do we think like we'll give grandma and grandpa the ability to drive a car or like a 16 year old to drive a car can imagine if we didn't test them or license them at all i mean that's where guns are right now right and that's yeah, we, that's, we should definitely make people take end, classes I, I was, and have tests and 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 have a license for a gun i mean shit you have to have a license to catch a goddamn fish in a pond and you don't need a license for a gun give me a break Right, and, I, yeah. and I love that you brought that up. I really do. Because to me, to to me, it's like a responsible gun owner totally should be allowed to own a firearm. I have, to be honest, I I grew up in a in a in a Western state. I think that firearms are kind of part of the culture here, right? But to me, it's right. There's a difference between a responsible gun owner and somebody who's a very irresponsible gun owner. And and to me, it's like all it takes is education and a changing gun culture the gun culture we have in this nation right now is sick and deranged it's about owning assault rifles and being able to have machine guns and to be able to like have be armed to the teeth in a way that is not healthy and it's about like i'm gonna stop bad guys that's not what gun ownership should be about gun ownership should be about the enjoyment of shooting the enjoyment of hunting the enjoyment of of that type of a hobby right it doesn't need to be i'm here to protect myself from the federal government i i mean to be honest that you know who needs to be protected from the federal government protesters in the streets right now they need to be protected and where is all the second amendment guys there to protect them they're not they're nowhere to be sound found because that's never what it was about because it, it like caleb said it's all driven in the racial nature of this country and that's where it's driven from because guess what if 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 the Second Amendment guys all showed up at, to a state capitol carrying their guns and they were all African American, w- I think that it would look a lot different when the way that the government would respond. Look, that is exactly what happened to Ronald Reagan, governor of governor of California. If if you want a good story, read about read about how the Second Amendment came, and we, it gets old old names. Um, and and Reagan is involved. It's it's pretty awesome. I yeah. honestly think people should have to like do some hunting to own a gun. And I'm sorry to people that love animals and what have you, but I I think if if part of the training was you have to actually shoot an animal or or or, or shoot something that bleeds and dies and suffers, like it makes you respect the power and the reverence that you should have while handling a gun. And it is kind of a life changing thing. I personally do not enjoy hunting. I right. will cook what you hunt, but Facts. I don't enjoy hunting. Don't get me wrong; I love shooting guns. I love shooting targets, but I don't like hunting because of that. It's it's not uh, it's not cool. It's not fun. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna about to blow your mind, man, because I think us us three here are on completely different spectrums when it comes to guns. I hate guns. I think guns should be eradicated. I can't stand them. I don't need them. What do you need them for? That's my, that's just me. That's how, that's how left I am. <laughs> I'm off the fucking grid, dude. I don't like guns. I think guns 
They're scary. What do you need them for? But I love that you said that it's tattooed into the culture here. It's a tattooed into people's brains. Guns are part of this country's culture. It'll never go away, ever, period. You can forget it. But I do agree that there needs to be a lot more control, dude. A lot more. Because you, you're the only country can walk into Walmart and get a gun. Can't do that anywhere else. You can man. walk into Walmart with a gun. With a gun, buying a gun. <laughs> I'm right. serious. Right? But you could walk into Walmart wearing a gun like it's a piece of your outfit, like it's a backpack. It, no, it's the and I saw it a couple days ago here in my Walmart. The thing, the reason why I don't like guns is because I am here. I left my oh my home that I used to live in because of guns. Guns have ruined my life. Guns and religion have ruined my life. I want no part of them. I'm an atheist that hates guns. <laughs> so I I just I'm not a fan of guns. I understand why people want them though. That's the only difference with me. If you asked me, I'm the president, they're fucking exterminated, gone. Everybody's. <laughs> That'll never happen, but well, just saying what I would do, but I understand why Americans hey, want them. I guns get it. And, guns and religion have probably ruined more lives in this entire world globally. Yes, sir. I'm one of them. I'm living count, proof. I'm right? one of them. <laughs> well, let's get back to QAnon. Uh, one of the things is, uh, and this is the last one, because this actually references a story we've been talking about many times, and it just keeps coming up. And I just oh, I dude, saw this. The Miracle Mineral the Solution. Miner, yes. QAnon theorists have touted that drinking the industrial bleach known as the min Miracle Mineral Solution is going to be a cure for COVID-19. And so not only is QAnon so ridiculous in all of its predictions and false claims, they are literally drinking bleach to cure COVID-19. So my god, yeah. <laughs> I, I got nothing um, for yeah. this what, one, man. I got nothing. These people are and one other fact is, is that is that is that Q puts out these false these false codes into his posts or or into the posts that are are labeled mm -hmm. as Q, and they're these right. like random numbers and letters. They actually obviously just from a QWERTY keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously just a QWERTY key keyboard and a guy like on his keyboard going click, 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 click. Just like <laughs> mashing buttons. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're they, so obviously like like eighty percent of what is in there is just from the home row on a, Q a QWERTY keyboard. It's like it's <laughs> so like, funny. It's like it's like ASDF, <laughs> HJKL, ASDF, HJKL. It's like it, it's it, and people are like, oh man, he's speaking in code again. We got to crack it. <laughs> it, it it's so funny. It's like so the ridiculous. internet. It's like the internet when crazy religious people are speaking in tongues and they're like, oh my God, he's coding again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really just like, blah, 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 blah. You are saved. Oh, oh man. Everything right now, when it comes, like the QAnon stuff is, is so ridiculous. I, I actually heard on a podcast yesterday that a, that the big, conspiracy theory being forwarded around on Facebook at this point pretty much is a like like a jumble of all of the Republican slogans all put into one it is basically that Fauci and let's see if I remember correctly because this one's off the top of my head uh, Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates were college freshman roommates together at Cornell University and that Bill Gates was developing RFID chips and that uh, that Fauci was actually the CEO of Moderna and they're working together 
to with with George Soros, they're working together with George Soros to implant chips into your brain so that they can track you during during um, all these COVID tests. I may have a bit I've of that seen, wrong. I've, I've seen this in the wild. I have seen this okay. in the wild. I kid you this, not. A guy I'm in a sports league with, um, we've all been kind of watching each other. I mean, it's outdoors, so we're not that afraid of COVID. But um, one of our friends had to go get tested, and he rolls up on a bike, and we were all excited to talk to him. Like, hey, you got tested. You're obviously here. You're negative. And he's like, yeah. And this guy's like, oh, my God, you got tested? Seriously, nanobots, nanobots in your brain, bro. Get ready for it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to start voting Democrat, blah, 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 blah. Like he, and he's dead serious. He started yelling at a guy who was wearing a mask outdoors, like, what are you doing? You're going to get us all sick. And we just shunned him. We told him he can't play anymore. One of the, one of the best parts of this story is that that particular con- conspiracy theory that's being spread all over everybody's Facebook feed was actually made as a joke put out there like hey listen to the shit these people will believe and they literally took it and ran with it and now they all believe it it's fucking insane yeah so we should make one we should make one and see what we can do oh i bet if we made one it would just take off i i think we i I will produce some music and and like a video with some yeah we can do this (laughs) well let's uh let's jump into our next segment it's now time for zimmerman's playhouse All right, Caleb, take it away. I'm taking it away from Sheldon and Zimmerman's Playhouse this week. Uh, This week is Judge Mark V. Tranquilli from Pennsylvania, who is facing six, six counts of judicial misconduct. The charges stem from the judge presiding over a 2015 custody case. Um, Both of the parties in that case were black. And Tranquilli allegedly said that he didn't care about the party's children and he referred to himself as a butcher. And then he told the parents, quote, I would or he would, quote, split their baby in half like Solomon and sleep like a baby at night. Later, when asking the couple that he needed some communication, you know, it, it basically he needed to talk to these two black participants in this case. And when he said, quote, when I say communication, I don't mean, and then this bitch done this, and then that bitch done that. Oh, and man. And quote, he said that shit in court. Wow. Like, whoa. Whoa. I, I mean, at that point, I bet two people getting divorced just look at each other like, this isn't worth it. Like, let's just get back. I mean, let's just get back together. Living with you is not worth this. <laughs> and this is a different case. After a jury returned a not guilty verdict, Tranquilly calls in the lead prosecutor and expresses his bewilderment at his the person that he chose to sit on the jury and referring to a black female juror in her 20s who wore her hair in a kerchief during the trial. The judge stated, quote, you weren't out of strikes when you decided to put Aunt Jemima on the jury, end quote. My God, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy's a judge. And ghost, in Pennsylvania, we, we, not some like crazy bat. And that... Yeah, and ghost, we find a story like this every week. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that it's every week, every single week. Really? <laughs> what oh, the fuck, so dude? Many. Like, how did you don't even guy, have to How dig is he that still deep. on the? How is he still a judge? Oh well, he he won't be for long. This is how you get voted out. 
Oh, okay, judge. okay. Well, there you go. All right. Yeah, he's. he's I, am I the only one who like always like when when there's all the judges come up, I just vote them all out. I always vote always no. Sit there. I always vote no. I do too. I'm Every, the same way. Anyway, this week, Judge Mark V. Tranquilly of Pennsylvania for using white boy Ebonics during court as a judge. <laughs> you get to fuck all the way off to Zimmerman's Playhouse. <laughs> That's great. Parody, parody, we here at Left and Leftist do not actually condone anyone spending any time in a small room with George Zimmerman. Oh, he's such an asshole, that guy. Fuck him. George Zimmerman's <laughs> such a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> How the fuck is he still not in jail? He should be in jail. <laughs> yeah, he should. Well, let's move on to dumb Americans. Let's move on to dumb Americans. For our science lesson for today... What you're seeing and what you're reading... We will continue our discussion... Is not what's happening of darwin's theory of the descent of man this week in dumb americans uh there's a lot of numbers it's like a little mini numbers it's nice and and, and this really refers to like just dumb america we don't have a specific dumb american we have Mm -hmm. dumb america health misinformation on facebook was viewed 3.8 billion times in the past year peaking during the COVID-19 crisis. The top 10 websites identified by researchers as spreading health misinformation had almost four times as many views on Facebook as information from official sites such as the World Health Organization and the CDC, according to the report. That's sad. A significant amount of health misinformation. Oh, it's it's incredible, but does not surprise you, right? (sighs) A significant amount of the misinformation was shared from public pages, and 42 of those pages were followed by more than 28 million people. That is one of the things that, like, we have to, like, as a legislative body, we really have to say, okay, if you have more than, say, a couple hundred thousand people looking at this page, it is no longer free range on information. Like, this is a news outlet fucking fact if you have more than a couple hundred thousand people looking at your web page it's you don't get to say whatever the fuck you want that's what i think any thoughts on that uh, i kind of agree with that i mean to be honest if you're building that kind of an audience and it, it should be looked at as if you were a news organization and or if you're pushing out that kind of information to that large of an audience size, it should at least be tagged correctly to let you know that it's false news or it's, it's not, it, it needs to be at least checked in a way. Right. So I, I, I agree. There's got to be like higher checks and balances on web pages that have that amount of volume that spew that amount of bullshit. Yeah. How can they get away with, over, with this? With That's over my a million question. people. Well, right now, well, the, uh, the platforms, it's the Wild West right now. There's no there's no laws in place basically dictating to these large companies what kind of speech can or can't be put into their platforms, right? So, And the, the platform owners themselves don't want the extra cost and problem and, and, and potential liability is the biggest thing. They don't want the potential liability of saying, no, we're going to govern what's real and what's fake and what's bullshit and what's harmful and what's helpful. 
if they were giving the responsibility of governing that themselves, it would cost them money. And then there would also be legal liability, which would cost them a fuckload of money. Yep. So that's, that's why that's not there, but th- that needs to change. It needs to change fast. Um, the type no, of content really, highlighted, does. content I'm one, highlighted. I'm 100% with you, dude. It, it needs to change. I can't believe these people are getting away with this. They're just spewing bullshit and they're allowing this fake, literally, as Trump says, fake news to be spread. So there were there were 8.4 million views of an article claiming Bill Gates backed a polio vaccination that led to the paralysis of half a million children in India. I mean, come on. Really? It's ridiculous. It's 4. ridiculous. 4.5 million views for an article containing bogus cures for deadly diseases such as colloidal silver for Ebola <laughs> and 2.4 million views for an article claiming quarantine harmed public health, what which is exactly fuck? the opposite of what fucking quarantine does. My God. I, 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 I'd like it's to, like literally, I'd like it's like me, bit. you do. It's like you telling me, dude, shit doesn't stink, but it does. <laughs> I'm serious. What you just so, read literally said, oh, truth, shit right doesn't there. stink. Well, the worst part is, is that the, this health m- misinformation is marketed proactively, right? For example, when you look at an article talking about the colloidal silver for a, Ebola, that's somebody trying to sell somebody a bogus ass product, right? There's there's tons of people out there pushing colloidal sur- silver as some sort of like miracle cure for things, right? And it's yep. not just the colloidal sur- silver. There's other things like that. We're talking about homeopathy, other types of juju out there that people basically say are going to cure everything, a cure-alls. I, a great example would be how many how many people how many of you have been scrolling through your feed and seen an anti-vaxxer post how many of you i've seen a oh ton. god so i haven't so this many. shit doesn't come through my feed at all ever oh man so many i i and, and i it's, actually it, and it's literally because facebook says you know what if you throw money at us we'll fucking produce whatever you want I don't care if your product is fake or bullshit. The, the Facebook does not have to qualify its advertisements with the FDA. And that's a fucking Facts. health risk. That is yeah, a health risk. Yeah, I actually risk. agree with you, that for sure. serious health risk. For sure. And it's Anything, not- I mean, if you, if you were to put that on the broadcast network airwaves, I mean, the network, and this is what really needs to happen here. Facebook needs to be treated just like a fucking television network. Like we give Facebook the right to exist in America and they make a fuckload of money off of us. Right. So we should give them a straight monopoly contract with the government and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we allow you to exist. And because of that, with your fantastic monopoly, everything that goes on your airwaves needs to be governed to an extent. You can make fun of the government. You can make fun of anyone you want. Comedy is all right. But if you're going to sell fake products that hurt people's lives, we're going to pop your ass just the way, just the same way that like, you know, you, you can't show nudity on public television. You can't swear on public television. You can't show smoking on public television, but Facebook can do whatever the fuck it wants. That does not make sense. It doesn't. And it's also, you look at platforms like YouTube, Reddit, you look at platforms like uh, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. They all have this Wild West mentality that basically 
no, you know, the, the, nobody's liable for. It's not true. You can't shame. You cannot shame China on TikTok. This is known. That is actually true. You cannot. That is no. He's not even joking. That is true. As somebody that it's actually doing shit on TikTok, no joke. You cannot Hong Kong, and I'm a political channel. Hong Kong does not come out of my mouth on TikTok. I don't want to lose my channel. Yeah, or your shit gets banned, taken down, done for. Gone. Yeah, just Thanos. That's what they call it. You get fucking Thanos to TikTok, dude. Yeah, and if you had any, and if you had any like relatives in China, they would also be Thanos. I I want to be very clear. That's why we. This is a big reason why we run a podcast. A podcast allows you. It's an RSS feed, right? Nobody can silence me. Is an RSS feed. I'm not beholden to. Uh, YouTube's terms of services or t- TikTok's terms of services. Yep. If so, I could pretty much bash China all day on this show. And yep. what are the, you know, the, the only thing that the only recourse somebody has is they got to get my website taken down. And that's pretty exactly. hard to do. So uh, that's a big reason why, not that like I think we say anything on this podcast that's out of, well, I personally think is out of the mainstream, but the idea is that. I feel that that's a big reason why I like podcasting as a medium is that it allows you to to basically I agree not not be at the beck and call of some large corporation in their terms of services that only are one sided to them right and so right. and do no public good so that that's you know that's my own but opinion. I, I want to I, uh, he brought up how you can be nude on public television you can't curse on public television which that's just in the united states gentlemen that's i'm from europe i saw my first titty when i was fucking five on television it was normal complete fucking normalcy dude we didn't care my parents didn't care there was a channel on public television that played porn all day all day in germany so fucking porn I love it. I came I, here and so they I have like black lines over tits. I'm like, what is this bullshit? Where are the tits at, man? Yeah. So the fuck. So, so I, I don't think that I, I don't think that Caleb was trying to say that he thinks that the Internet should be banning swearing or anything like that. What he's trying to say is you've got a double standard in the country, right? If you play something on the airwaves on television, you can't right. show boobs. You can't swear. Yet it, you go to a website that has actually more eyeballs than any television in this entire country at any one given moment on it and they can pretty much spew you uh uh fake news and spread conspiracy theories because you know what they're controversial and they get more clicks and they make us more money that's the reason why it's asinine it's asinine it's asinine look look i'm pro fucking swearing and i'm definitely pro fucking boobs okay I don't want to make that clear right now. <laughs> I mean, he, he's not I'm fucking just joking. Saying, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm with the, you, dude. The, the governing standards of television and Facebook are vastly different, and I don't understand why. I yeah. completely agree. Let's Sometimes move on to our, just our final tits, segment. Man. Oh, don't see, we all. See, we've devolved into tits. <laughs> as soon as we start mentioning them, that's all we can talk about for the next two or three minutes. Let's devolve into the numbers. We would have had three or four million lives lost as opposed to worried about 112, 115,000. 1492. With four million people as opposed to where it is now, which is probably 115. The 1619 project, where did that come from? Right, could get up to 150, could go beyond that. Two and a half billion dollars we're putting in is a very good chance you're not going to die. 
I still love that clip. Okay. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about how Trump drained the swamp. Everyone remember I was going to drain the swamp. Oh yeah. You know, and get fucking dirty people out of politics. Sure. We're going to look directly at his cabinet and how much money they make and how much money they made in the purview of what they're overseeing now that they're in fucking public service. Quote, unquote, I can't wait to hear this. Quotes. Betsy DeVos. Let's start off with her. Uh, she's got a net worth of $2 billion. She has way more than anyone else, more than Donald, I'm sure. Um, she grew up wealthy. She married wealthy. She now owns a bunch of shit. Apparently that makes her qualified to run the secretary to be secretary of education, just owning shit. Well, yeah. um, you know what makes her qualified is she donated enough money to Donald Trump's election. That's, that's the yeah, fact. Yeah, that's, there's that. that's straight fact. Oh, and that her kids I, are in private I, school, not even in public school. She is one of the few people that is not uh, stealing money from the purview that she's watching for the American government because she's just that fucking wealthy. She doesn't need to steal money anymore. She was born with it. Wilbur Ross, who is 81, Secretary of Commerce, net worth of $600 million, owns a large investment firm that got rich in the Bush era um, because of the steel tariffs during that time and famously lied about being a billionaire to try and bring in clients Hashtag Trump just needed someone like himself in the, uh, in the cabinet. <laughs> like he, he no shit completely lied saying that he was a billionaire for years and years and years. Like, Oh, I'm so rich. Come invest with me. And then he had to <laughs> disclose his statement, which said he only owned 600 million and everyone went, wait, what really? You were like one of the three billionaires that was there in the nineties. And now you really, Steve Mnuchin, we're going to skip over him. He's a cocksucker. He's worth $400 million. Everyone knows about him. Uh, William Barr, perennial fucking right-wing hack of the year. We're also going to skip over him. Everyone knows about him. Attorney General, $40 million. Uh, most of it in the private sector, uh, working for very large companies just as an advisor in a way Hold to on. screw the American Billy public. Hold on. Billy Barr is worth $40 million? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically, here's what happens. He he works for the Reagans and the Reagan administration and some of the pushes, ah. and he's a cocksucker. And oh, then Democrats basically make sure that like nobody the, goes to jail for Iran-Contra. Remember that. Nobody went to jail for right, Iran-Contra. Right, right. Iran he, <laughs> he definitely made sure nobody goes to jail. And he leaves He leaves that, and I believe he goes to work for Verizon, just like as a... As as some kind of executive officer, like chief political executive, oh, okay, okay. Um, hand job officer at Verizon, <laughs> so the the telecom industry can do whatever it wants, and it's mm -hmm. that that kind of position is worth a lot of fucking money, okay? Right. Uh, Robert Leitzer, we should probably talk about him like a in a whole different thing. He he's the trade policy wonk from the Reagan years that has come up with the whole. Uh, tariff thing that's going on basically saying that we're mm. going to deal with each country individually and make them try to bow down to us because we're in a superior position to bargain and somehow tariffs don't make things more expensive for americans that's his whole gig uh and he's worth 25 million in consulting you know saying he, he's been he's been doing this since the reagan eras the, again 
you go to the private sector for a while, you make a shitload of money, you come back, you brush up your resume so you can go back to the private sector and fuck the American public. That's how he made his money. Mm-hmm. Um, Seems very swampy. Very swampy. Ben Carson, worth $20 million, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. He actually made his money pretty... Um, Pretty legitly, he he doesn't do anything with housing and urban in his private funds. I'm going to give that guy a pass. Elaine Hold Chow, on. I didn't know does Ben Carson not get a was pass. the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. I I'm in you know as a full time job. This is where I'm in. I didn't know he. I fuck man, that flew over my head. I was unaware. The only legit legit the only reason Ben Carson is Secretary of Housing and Urban Development is because it has the word urban and he's black and he's like the only urban thing that fucking Trump's ever known so <laughs> that's how he got that job. Huh. Elaine Chow who definitely does not get a fucking pass. Uh, she let's highlight the shit out of this one. Secretary of Transportation, net worth of 20 million. Her family owns a privately held shipping company called Foremost Group which has a fleet of bulk carriers where it's worth some 1.2 billion and that's before debt. She's also the wife of Senate majority leader Mitch McConnell, which is just disgusting. My she God. fucks a turtle. So so <laughs> yeah, she fucks a turtle. <laughs> Fuck Mitch McConnell. Secret- fucking smack that motherfucker. Oh and God, she owns that, she owns a global shipping company. We don't see any conflicts there. Um and not even, that, not even that she owns it, her family does. Alex Azar. I would say not even her, Back, her so whole yeah. family does. Oh, yeah. So so it's not just that. they, Her and McConnell essentially benefit from her being Secretary of Transportation. Huh. Right. Alex Azar, who's 52, Secretary of Health and Human Services, net worth $15 million, just spent the last decade as an executive at the giant pharma company Eli Lilly. Absolutely no uh, conflicts there. No conflicts at all. Mark Esper, Secretary of Defense, net worth $5 million, former armor serviceman and Rayathon lobbyist. Rayathon also a bunch of fucking mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Sonny Purdue, Secretary of the Agriculture, um, made all of his $5 million in the agriculture business. Andrew Wheeler, Administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency, net worth $3 million. As recently as 2017, he was working for clients like the coal magnet Murray Energy, who me and Coulter have a personal connection with. Fuck you, Murray. (laughs) That guy's a fucking cocksucker and leaves coal miners to die. Yes, he does. Rick Perry, Secretary of the Energy, net worth $3 million. Former Texas governor got into oil and gas industry after leaving office in 2015, joining the boards oh, of, of Sunoco Logistics and Energy. Um, he also was the developer of the controversial Dakota Access Pipeline <laughs> and gets another big fuck you from me. So, yeah, it really cleaned the swamp. Virtually every single one of his cabinet members is profiteering over their purview of, uh, of, of what they're yep. supposed to you know, govern and, and try to make things better for the American public. And instead of doing that, they're, they're choosing personal gains. Almost yep. every single one of them. There's a couple of guys in there that I left out that weren't. And, um, I just, just wanted to point out, like, as far as the numbers go and statistics go, this country, this country's economic 
oversight is is being run by people that are just profiteering. Well, and the Couldn't other thing more. is, is drain the swamp is drain the swamp's just project, projection again, right? It's one of those things where it's it's the double speak from this administration. I'm going to drain the swamp, which means I'm going to bring the most corrupt people in my administration to basically be the swamp. And that is basically if you if you look at every aspect of the administration, you're just looking at, at his his high level staff here. But when you look at every aspect of the entire administration, that's basically what it is. Anything that he's blaming the Democrats for is exactly what he would do. That's why you always have the 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 tweet of Trump basically denouncing what Trump is already doing. It's it's all projection. Right. So. All right. Uh, you guys ready to wrap this show up or what? Let's wrap it up. Yeah, I'm ready. So, all right. So first thing we want to do is uh, let, let's talk about Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash left and leftist and you can give it any amount. We want to thank all of our existing patrons. It's because of you that we can come to you week after week. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. And uh, the other way that you can support the show is also to write us a review. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom of your app. Leave us a five-star review. It's going to help others find the show. Also, head over to podchaser.com. You can write us a review. You can even do a per-show review. So if you have a specific episode that you really like, hey, go ahead and give it a review. Uh, all reviews are going to help. It's going to still help people find the show. If you also want to support the show, you can head over to our website and just click on the support tab. And really, it's just going to take you back to Patreon. But we really appreciate your support. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the socials. We're on them. And uh, speaking of socials, uh, uh, Ghost, where, where do we find you? Because uh, you're on everything. Where, where are you? I am on uh, primarily on TikTok. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Just search The Ghost, or if you can't find The Ghost, just put The Ghost 88. I should pop right up. Um, primarily on TikTok and YouTube, but I have Twitter, Instagram. Funny that you ask, I actually just partnered with Cameo. So I'm on Cameo now as well, which it's new to me, so I'm still looking at it and see, figuring out what it is. But it seems pretty cool. You can like get booked to wish a happy birthday to a fan that the mod their mom bought it for you it's pretty cool so yeah find me on all of those if you want to look me up ghost you're famous enough to get a cameo account i'm impressed on, on tiktok <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're picking no joke they're picking tiktokers that are like they have a significant amount of following so yeah i couldn't awesome, believe it man. either trust Brad, me that's awesome ghost we will talk to you next week bye bye peace